RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage World system in our custom science fantasy setting. Thank you for listening, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena and Zadal plummet together, separated from the rest of the squad, and they scramble to find safety. They can't stay still. The Shadow Man's agent's potential to follow is too risky. The two of them begin their journey into the tunnels on the hope that they can find their way back, despite the perilous unknown. They find themselves in a shining cavern of crystals and a void space manta ray wheeling circles in the air, and it absorbs the crystal quarry as it passes by. Extremely aware that Zidal cannot lose any more quarry than he already has, Athena sends a snack for the ray onto the opposite end of the cavern to cover their dash, unintentionally setting off a chain reaction of crystal explosions that's catching up to them quick. Oh, shit. Okay, we're gonna run. She has tactical awareness. I think she would know when shit's about to hit the fan. Yeah, you can definitely tell at this point that at your current pace, the wave of explosions is going to catch you. Oh, God. So I'm gonna say, because you successfully sneaked and that was a really good plan to divert the ray's attention, you're gonna need two successes for athletics. Yeah. In one roll between the two of you. Okay. With him either rolling independently or supporting you. Mm-hmm. And if you fall short of that, it means you're going to take some damage from this. Checks out. Just because, you know, they're literally exploding quarry crystals around you. But what a distraction. <laughs> yeah, it's a great distraction, yeah. D6 athletics for me. Okay, do you want Zadal to roll on his own or do you want him to roll to support your roll? Actually, I said it was one roll, so I guess it would be support. support. Yeah. Uh, Fail. Damn. You got a four minus one because of his fatigue. Does he have another Benny? He has one Benny. Reroll that. Okay. Uh, blow oh, up a six. yes! And do a four minus one is nine. So he gets a plus two to your roll. And Zidal is out of Benny's. That sounds right. Oh, we're so good at this today. Fifteen. He's successful. Two raises. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The explosions go off and Zidal just goes, run, run, run. And she does. She's pulling him. She's so much faster. And he's going, he's just like, please don't hate me. Please don't hate me. Please don't hate me. You guys make literal tracks. You fly through this room. You completely outstrip the explosion of the quarry crystals as they're circling around behind you. And you can cast a glance over your shoulder and see the ray sweeping towards that explosion of Cory and the continuation of the wave as it passes through the rest of the room. As it goes over your blast ability, it inhales all of that Cory energy and you see the crackling purple emanate through its body like pinpricks as though it's a constellation in the night sky. 
and then it continues hoovering up the rest of those exploding crystals as well. But this time in its wake, the pinpricks of light do not kindle back to life at the same rate. The cavern itself is just falling to darkness. You make your way through the rest of the cavern and into the adjoining tunnel. Effectively cheesed it. Nice. nice. Good job. Next navigation roll. What would you like to try here? Athena is becoming concerned with her own thirst levels because after she did a flat out sprint, she's definitely more thirsty than she was. And it's been a while. But this is also the first time they've seen like a bunch of crystals, even if there's just a tiny one. As we're leaving this area, if she could touch it to feel where there might be more. More crystals? Yeah, like not like if she could do a pathway sense sort of thing with her siphon training. You can definitely do that. I'll say that the sporadic nature of where they are, I don't know. Are you looking for a specific kind of concentration or are you trying to feel through that crystal to like what might lead you back to the city type thing or? She's just looking for anything at this point. She doesn't know how far they've wandered. They've been walking for a long time. Okay, then yeah, go ahead and roll your knowledge, Corey. I have a D4 in that, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. I think she's literally just like looking at a compass to see if it'll point any way at all. Okay, yeah, sounds cool. That's a five. That's seven. Seven total? Yes. Okay. Do you want Zidal to try to assist with this? Uh, I mean, he's a psionic. He could try. I don't know if Arrow have a programmed in sort of knowledge, Corey, just because of what they are. By default, no. Although one of the Arrow ancestry benefits is that they get a D6 and a skill of their choice. So there could be Arrow that have that, which would represent Psychons. more formal training. But that's not something Zadal has. Gotcha. So I would allow him to use his psionics at a, a severe penalty to try to help you with this. Or if you want him to try to roll untrained. Psionics at a penalty sounds better. All right, let's try this. I didn't say the stakes, oh, but I blew up a 10. 13. I was going to have him actually roll that at a minus six, but that's still a seven, which is a, a plus one to your roll, which bumps it up to an eight. You got two successes for navigation. Pretty good. Pretty good. What do you think about this points you in the right direction? Like what information from this can you glean that will help you find your way back to the city? Is it like a familiar residue, like an energy residue? Does Vi twig to something where she's just like, oh, I recognize this. It's this way. I think Vi recognizes something, but also it almost feels like like a physical tug in Athena's torso, almost jerking her in the right direction after she touches the crystal. That's cool. And I don't think she expects that to happen. You also note that the energy residue from the quarry crystals down here do feel different. It doesn't feel the same as when it's in the city. There's something not alien about it, just different. It's like a different frequency or a different wavelength, a different brand of soda type of thing. As she lets go of the crystal that she has her hand placed on, she says, Oh, it makes my teeth feel fuzzy. Oh, it's weird. Teeth fuzzy? It vibrates weird. Uh, well, I guess I all have teeth, so... Blah. Well, okay, yeah. Um... And he puts his hand on the crystal as well, and he says... Well, I don't know if it makes my teeth feel fuzzy, but it makes my brain feel fuzzy. So I think you're right. Let's keep going. It's not bad. It's just, it's just weird. Yeah. I think she blinks a tear out of her eye, just like a weird feeling gross sort of response. Mm -hmm. 
Her helmet is one that has the mouth section free. It's not a ventilator or anything. Mm -hmm. So she just sort of digs a thumb up under her mask to clear it. Gotcha. She's been very glad that he can't see her eyes this whole time because, God, they're stressed. (laughs) So worried. To Zadal's credit, I think he understands that Athena is in a stressful situation and does his best to support her there. At this point, as you guys clear out that room or as you feel your fuzzy teeth and he gets fuzzy brain, that is when the mental link fades away as well. He scratches his head a little and just says, Oh, um, I need the... I need the re... I, need, I just need the rest for a bit, I think. You're good. We'll just, we'll just keep quiet. Yeah. And I guess we'll just keep, keep on trucking. Okay. As they're plodding along, Athena says, You know, you're doing really well with this. This is a tough one. You're doing a really good job. What, just walking? Uh, being combat aware. I, I like to think that if there's one thing I am, it's aware. Mm-hmm. As an Inquisitor, that's sort of important. I am uh, very happy to have you here with me because I am not martially confident in my ability to survive dangerous encounters with potentially hostile forces if I can't let myself slip away, so... Well, let me take care of that. I got that. Well, I'll help you, but I feel, uh, I feel much more confident having you here with me. I think that makes it easier, too. Yeah. And gives your hand a squeeze. You want to carry me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hop on like a backpack. Let's go. You need your strength. I was just goofing. Listen, you get on my shield. I can just float you along. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like it might be fun, but let's, uh, let's conserve energy where we don't need to use it. All right. I'll take you up on that later. Don't think I won't. Maybe, uh, you know, you get on a hoverboard and I get on the thing. That'd be pretty good. Uh, I went, I went sledding on my shield one time. Oh yeah. Pretty good. On what? Oh, snow. Lots of snow. Oh, okay. Is it, is it good? Or It, uh... it would have been better if we weren't running away from people. It was just the fastest way to get down a hill. Oh, that sounds like a, a daring escape. That conversation drifts into the ether as they keep walking, but she's trying to make him feel a little looser, too, so. The mood shifts are sporadic. There are definitely times where you guys are talking more and uh, it's a bit more lighthearted, but then, you know, those always peter off and then there might be longer periods of silence as you guys just walk. And when there is extended silence, there's sometimes a, a somberness that falls over that as well. Or an anxiety when an animal skitters by. Mm -hmm. Those are never fun. But also unavoidable. Another six hours passes as you guys make your way through the tunnels. Athena, you are now at the 24-hour mark for sleep, specifically. Yeah. We're at 18 hours for food, water, and Zadal. Are you going to try to stop and rest, or are you going to try to push forward? She's going to want to stop and rest. I feel like there were several days, you know, in her youth when she could pull an all-nighter. She does not want to do that in these trying circumstances. It would occur to Athena then that if she's going to stop and rest, it'll take care of her sleep, but that's going to exacerbate both food and water and Zadal's as well. Yeah. So there's a trade-off. There's a trade-off. It's not a kind one. Okay. So you need six hours of sleep out of 24. Where do you guys hunker down? After a while, when she can feel the sleepy daggers in her eyes not abating in the way she's hoping by just powering through it, she starts trailing her arm along the wall, or her her fingers, 
to look for nooks and crannies that she could open up a little wider. And she finds one, activates her shape ability to... I gotta roll for it, though. Oh, yes, a one-on-one, but a nine on this. She activates her shape with Wizard to just tear open a bigger gash in the wall, just make it a little hollowed-out nook for them to hunker down in, and closes it up most of the way. Just with, like, a a peephole kind of thing they can peer out of. Enough that you can breathe. Yeah, well... It's more circular for walls and ceiling, almost like, I don't know, like half an egg. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's big enough that she can stretch out a little bit, but she doesn't. She just curls up. I'm going to need to sleep. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I think think you're uh, you're more important in getting us out of here than I am. So get some sleep. I'll stay up. I'm going to be running low. Which means we either gotta get back quicker, or um, I gotta find the source and chance it. Which you know we can we can try either. Whoa, what what is it bad if it's a different source? I don't know, Athena. Um, do you have any spent wisps? I could I could try and I could try and put it in there for you. Uh, yeah, actually. Um, he pats his pocket and he says, "I got some shells. We can try. Mostly, it's just." I don't know. I never, uh, never tried to do that before, so it could work. I'm just a little nervous, if I'm being honest, based on everything we heard back there and right. all that. So, could I? I couldn't put some of mine in in there, right? Nah, it doesn't work that way. Ah, shit. And I need the uh, the wisps might help me a little bit, but I need I need you need to interact. I need. A substantial source. That's why I can flood my apartment and I got the tube and get some rest. It'll be okay. Okay. In this area of relative safety, she takes off her helmet, grows her hair out real quick so she can use it as a pillow. Mighty convenient. She balls it up to the side of her head, sunks directly into his lap if he's already sitting down. Mm-hmm. Just weary, tuckered, thirsty. You feel the cool polymer and metal of his hand come to rest against your hair and he massages your scalp. Do you think they're in one of the the cooler parts of the tunnels or warmer? Probably warmer. So in a, a more enclosed space, the air is muggier. It's a little bit more stifling. The lack of ventilation almost makes you feel like you're in a kiln. Mm. His hand probably feels really nice then. Mm. The slight trickle of sweat on your skin makes it difficult to get comfortable. (laughs) She's probably trying to get to sleep, but she's still she's trying to balance adrenaline response from earlier with just bone weariness and running low on literally almost every kind of resource that her body needs. Because it's so hard to get to sleep when you're hungry. It's harder to get to sleep when you're thirsty because every time you breathe in it hits the back of your throat weird and you're like we all know. Gotta start licking her arms. Retain that moisture. It's the electrolytes, right? Like, she's probably aware of how gross she is right now and apologizes for as much. Sorry, I'm nasty right now. You don't have to. No, come on. None of that talk. It doesn't bother me. Oh, good. I don't really have quite the same type of smell. Feel, touch, everything's a little... A little more removed, as I understand it. 
How does smell work for you? He pauses for a minute. I'm comparing this to memories from people, you, others that I've interfaced with. It's hard to say. It's more like I have mechanical receptors that can detect chemical compositions, collate that information into a feed that tells me what the smell is so I can identify it. I don't have quite the same level of uh, emotional attachment to smells or um, even the same level of sensory memory. And based on what I know about Arrow versus biological people like yourself, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a disconnected. Is hard. Uh, we're made to be as close to people as possible to simulate that experience. So it ain't like I get a, a readout in my brain that says, you know, seventy-two percent this, ten percent that, and so on. It's more just gets processed and then fed to me as information. So I I know what it is, but I don't have a greater scientific ability to dissect it like that. Although, I'm sure some arrow can. I'm sure some organic people can. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. So I can tell that you're salty a little bit. (laughs) I know that I can smell sweat, but not really. It doesn't tell me if it's a good or a bad smell. (laughs) It could be both sometimes. Sure. Don't worry yourself about that. Just, Just relax rest she genuinely does try to for a while but I think despite being bone weary she's still up thinking about everything in Azalea room and that was that was a lot and maybe he thinks she's been asleep for a while but she does say after probably like 20-30 minutes I'm real sorry I didn't tell you about Akusi I knew for a little while but I wasn't 100% sure, and I didn't I didn't know how you'd feel about it. And I didn't think he'd be there. What do you mean? You knew about it for a while. I knew he was a guy. I knew he got iced in the mines somehow. I found out maybe he was one of your components a while back. His hand pauses in the stroking a little bit. Well, how'd you find that out? Rebexy told me. She's very suspicious about the alloy, so she's been digging. Okay. Um. But I'm sorry. I should have told you right away. He nods a little bit, but doesn't respond right away. Continues to muss with your hair. I, uh, I think I, I understand... Why you didn't? Um, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird to, it's weird to feel things and, uh, to have these flashes or, uh, dreams or re- recollections of just fragments and pieces of things that don't make sense but feel familiar and to not know what to do with it or, or what it means or, I don't know. I guess people deal with that too, though, you know? Normal dreams. It's your brain making sense of jumbled information, throwing it all together. I don't know what I would have done if you did tell me. Probably would have wanted to go to the mines, or probably would have asked the alloy, or... I don't know. That should have been your choice to make, though, not mine. 
Well, uh, thanks for telling me now. She don't gain anything by doing it, so... I meant what I said, though. I do think you are very uniquely yourself. Because we're, I, I don't know, even organic people are just... As adults, we're just building blocks of important people in our own lives, and it's probably not the same. But if you come preformed with these touchstone experiences, maybe that's a way to make you more similar to organics. You know what I mean? I've been thinking about it a lot, but I just kind of think myself in circles. <laughs> I think I, uh, I think I know what you mean. I don't know a lot about science, but I know there's theories or ideas of you know, genetic memory, ancestry. There's definitely heritage components of the genetic code that gets passed down, and that's a little wonky in that with Corey, but the theories still sound. There are things about ourselves that we don't know, or uh, that were predetermined that we have no control over. Genetic lottery and all that. I guess it isn't too different in that sense. I might not have parents the way that organic people might, but I don't know. That's something. Yeah. It's reassuring to not be created in a vacuum. Just come from nowhere with stuff I can't explain. So I think it kind of gives me a little peace in that way. To just know that there was someone who came before. That maybe I can keep moving forward that way. Like a legacy or something. But of course, you you don't you shouldn't feel like you're bound to it or anything. You do what you want to do with your life. I think that's important. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, I don't feel uh, I don't feel bound to it. I think I understand the point of what my job is or my task. Or at least I thought I did. Uh, I don't know. I want to. I want to help people. I want to use what I can do to, to benefit people, to help make them safe, or to answer questions other people can't find the answers to. Uh, we all got a place. And finding it's, it's part of the journey, right? I don't expect to have all the answers, and i only been around a much shorter period of time, you know, compared to a lot of other people, so I don't have much to complain about there. But I'll figure things out. Sorry you haven't seen the city at, like, its best. <laughs> I think we can get to something better, though. You know, I think the idea of best is always, uh... That's always a bit of a toss-up, right? Who's to say what's better? Uh, our perceptions are always colored by what's going on around us, and what might be the happiest time of one person's life could be utterly miserable for someone else, so it's, it's all subjective. Instead of worrying about what I might have missed, I want to focus on what I could help make. I can't change what happened before, but I can still do something now. We can do something. All of us. I think we gotta. Yeah. I think you gotta get some rest, otherwise you're gonna... <laughs> well, I think you gotta get some rest at any rate. Okay. With that slight burden off of her heart and her soul, it had been weighing on her substantially, I think more than she realized. Makes sense. So I think she does allow herself to more comfortably settle down. As she's drifting off, she just mumbles, You smell like laundry detergent. And then she falls asleep. 
as Athena starts to mumble her way to sleep, we just see Zadal look down at himself and go, Detergent. <laughs> I was thinking about that. And if he does take his stuff to a laundromat, there would be like no ambient body smells to make the clothes smell any fucking different. It would just go. I mean, it would be a product of the environment probably, yeah. but that makes sense. It's also reasonable to think that Arrow might have their own residual sense just from their like pneumatics and Arrow are constructed differently. You know, yeah. I, I want there to be a wide variety of how they're built. Some of them might be more oily if they have like servos and pneumatics. Some of them might have more of a quarry smell of like ozone mm. if their stuff leaks out more. Or... Just a slightly jankier <laughs> Arrow. It's like, oh, I gotta get that patched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaking here. Six hours pass. <gasps> Clocks we have here. Zadal's bumps and bruises is at 18 hours now. Mm. So in another six hours, that will go away and he'll recover a thing of fatigue automatically. Nice. He takes a level of fatigue from not having his quarry dependence, uh, which puts him at two fatigue right now. So he's at, he's at two. If he takes one more point of fatigue, he's incapacitated. Okay. You are now at 24 hours for both food and water. After 24 hours without enough food, the victim must make a vigor roll. Subtract one if the individual has less than half the food required calorie-wise and minus two with no food at all. Failure means the character gains a fatigue level. Okay. If you intend on scavenging to try to find food or sustenance, that's something we can talk about. That's something you can do with the survival skill. An average-sized human requires two quarts of water a day. A requirement is doubled in very triac conditions. I'll say it probably isn't here. If enough water isn't available, the hero begins to suffer from dehydration. A day after they can't get enough water, they have to make a vigor roll every eight hours or every four hours in a very hot or humid environment. Subtract two if they have less than half the water. Minus four if they have no water at all. Failure incurs a level of fatigue and critical failure means they're exhausted. Characters recover fatigue levels normally after receiving sufficient water. So we're gonna have two different fatigue rolls here, two different vigor rolls. First okay. one will be hunger. You do not have any food with you, so this is going to be a vigor at minus two. Okay. Oh, That's a 12. Okay, no problem there. No problem there. Success with the raise. Next one is thirst. You do not have any water with you, I nope. take it? Okay, so this is going to be at a minus four. This is God. vigor. <laughs> you guys didn't see this Allie was rolling for this and her wild die was a 6 and blew up and she just looked at me and gave me a smug nod and then rolled a 1 and then gave me a smug shaking of her head uh, as we know a 7 minus 4 is a 3 which is a failure would you like to stick with that or are you going to try to Benny it mm, I only have one Benny left Okay, so you will take one point of fatigue from not having enough water. Could you hand me a fatigue so yeah, I remember? that's smart. You're smart and beautiful, and I love you. <laughs> Pickle, I love you. <laughs> I will take two fatigues for Zadal. You are awoken by the grumbling of your stomach. Also, Zadal shakes you awake. Mm. Who's to say which one it actually is? Probably the stomach. Hey, um, it's been about six hours. We should probably get moving. Okay. Oh, just give me a sec. Mm. How you feeling? I'm feeling a lot. Let's focus on getting you taken care of. Maybe I can find some water on the way. We can just... I could catch it in something, boil it for a while, it'll be fine. 
Yeah, okay. You okay? Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know if I've ever really gone this long without before. It's just weird. It's kind of like, I've seen any memories. It's kind of like going without sleep, I guess. I just feel, uh... A little punchy. Yeah, I guess so. It's just everything's... I, I feel like I'm taking longer to react than my brain ain't working as fast and just a little tired and achy in my joints. I'll be okay. <clears throat> he pushes himself up and makes to walk out and then realizes that the wall is still there. Could you... Yeah, I got it. Thanks. And she will activate again, because it's been six whole hours. Mm-hmm. Zadal has all of his power points back. That is a seven. Are you going to try to... I guess you can try to navigate your way out while also looking for stuff, but I feel like if you put all of your energy into trying to find supplies like food or water... I'm not going to make as good progress. Yeah, I think it's going to penalize your ability to make progress. Athena understands this is what they need to do to be efficient at the other thing they need to do, which is surviving long enough to get out of here. So I think you can still make, you know, a free navigation roll to try to just, like, move in the right direction while you're doing this. But if you don't want to try to make progress, if you want to devote all of your energy to maybe, you know, going the wrong way to get supplies, then that would give you a bonus to that. So however you would like to handle that is is totally cool with me. Risk, reward. Supplies are a priority, so I think she would forego a bit of navigation to make sure some of their needs are better met. Okay, so you are not making navigation roll here? No, I don't think so. Okay. For Athena, she's figuring if they find a water source somewhere, she can listen for trickles. But a water source means there might be animals there because they need a drink too. That's just logic. Very probable. Normally, survival-based stuff is based on the survival skill. I'm totally cool with you using notice for listening for water. That I would think be... she'd be inclined to try that, just ambient cave noises. I think that makes a lot of sense to at least get that taken care of as like the first step and then if you're also trying to find a core resource we can work that in there cool she'll probably just tap another crystal if she finds one to see if she feels a hub of energy nearby Mm. just like a river that's cool go ahead and make me a notice at no penalties with your fatigue would you like Zadal to help you with this um he's currently at a minus two it's only gonna it's only gonna hurt you if he crit fails yeah okay Zadal fails that's okay that's a five. A five is a success. So you guys begin to walk. You can hear distinctly the trickling of faint and distant water, and it's leading you off a smaller divergent path from the way that you feel you should be going. But if you begin to follow it, you can hear it start to go more and more and more. You, you haven't found the water itself. It's sort of like the walls themselves are perforated and you can hear the sound coming through the walls and maybe you're following something that's in or beyond the wall. At a certain point, she sticks her ear like right up to one of the perforations to try and hear it better, just flat against it. She comes back a little moist on her cheek. You can hear the rush of water, maybe even the tumbling of a small waterfall, just somewhere distant, but in this curling path that leads you deeper into the bowels of the mountain. Do you follow the path? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She's thirsty. Amory. (laughs) 
So you emerge into another cavern. Immediately on your right, the wall tapers off and opens into the cavern, and you can see that trail of water that is tumbling down from above, cascading down into a pool that spreads out beneath you. Whew. Into a, just a nice little reservoir. This cavern is 150 feet by 150 feet, 50 yards by 50 yards. Dimly lit, there's some ambient light from crystals poking out of the ceiling, but there doesn't appear to be much on the ground. You do note that the pool of water itself is glowing, mm. um, but not the water that is tumbling down into the pool. Okay. So, like, the waterfall itself looks like normal water, but the rest of the, the pool, the reservoir that it's going into is glowing for sure. What color do you think it is? Yellow? Red, perhaps? <laughs> no. <laughs> Green, maybe? <laughs> maybe it's like a lilac. Oh, that's pretty. In my brain, it was like a sky blue at first, but I think that's because my brain was like, water! I like a lilac. There are also crystals that are jutting out from the ceiling. At sporadic intervals, those are all multicolored. A low-grade humming in the room, almost like faint electricity. Can you roll me a notice? Mm-hmm. Dana loves doing that. Four. Four, okay. Um, You notice that... The mist from the small cascading waterfall and a lot of those droplets as it's splashing into the reservoir, they're sort of being pulled closer toward the water, but like up and away as the gravity itself is a little wonky. Huh. You see the droplets floating through the air, sort of like soap bubbles, just moving with that little wibble wobble of physics. And they go towards the center of the pool and then down into the middle. That's really neat. Make little ripples as they hit. Well, she stupidly and tiredly points at the pool and to Zadal and back to the pool and makes just kind of a... Me? <laughs> um, you know, what do you think you could pull the energy out of that and put it in these for me? He pulls out the... I mean, Anji has a hot tub. It would... Can you sit in it? I mean, I could. I'm not really built for that. Every arrow is sort of powered by one type of source. Like, I I use vapors. Anji uses liquids. What about the... Does a mist do anything for you? It's a little different. He looks over to it and shakes his head and he says, Oh, well, the mist is just water. It's it's mist before it hits the water, you know? Mm-hmm. If you could make it a mist, then maybe. You know, if you can figure that out. I could try. That might work. I gotta commune for a while, I mean... Out of character. It's an hour. He has to interact with it for an hour, but, you know, he's got enough of these wisp husks that you could try to refill them so that he could take them with you and be good. She doesn't mind spending time to have him top off as best he can with a <laughs> MacGyvered Cory source. Yeah, she can try and make it a, a steam. How are you going to do that? By being <laughs> above and away from it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very MacGyver of you. I don't know. In the meantime, before she actually does this, she sets up a little rock basin in the wall. Or maybe maybe it's just she takes a little bit off of her arm and shapes it into a bowl and just cracks it into where the water's coming out of the wall to okay. catch a lot of it. Okay. So it can trickle away while she's doing this other stuff. Okay, so that's, that's just for your normal water for Athena. Yes. Okay, cool. It's probably not smart to stick her hand right in it. But what if she tried? It's up to you. If it's her metal hand, that's probably better. 
just gonna do it. Okay, so you're gonna put your metal hand into the quarry. Yep. Tentatively at first, just like a like a little tap in with a with their index finger to see if it does anything unstable. Uh, sure. So you put your metal finger into the lilac water, and the humming that you've been hearing definitely becomes louder. You feel it reverberating through the metal in your arm, through the rest of your body. You just feel that strange vibration, and the pitch of it changes. Aside from that, nothing immediately happens. Okay. Are you leaving your finger in? Are you taking it out? She's just testing the, testing the waters <laughs> right uh, now, literally. Right, so are you, do you leave your hand in as you're testing it, or is it like you touch it and then take it away? I think she's left it in, just like a little bit further, a little bit further. You leave your metal hand in there, and that humming stays consistent at the different pitch for maybe 30 seconds to a minute, and then it sort of goes back to the same baseline that it was at before. Hmm, peculiar. I don't know, you can definitely feel this pulsating energy from the Cory itself. I don't know if Athena's ever directly interacted with Cory in a liquid form or not. Mm-mm. If if, if you have, that's so. fine. You can feel that in your arm, and any any kind of sense that you have definitely goes off for just the raw power here. I think her hair fluffs up, for sure. Interesting. It's like static. I guess she's gonna try and scoop some of it out. How? So it doesn't seem like it's dissolving the metal, right? No, it's not dissolving. Okay, she's gonna make another basin like the one she crammed into the wall to catch her water. A thin one, she can get a decent amount and just start heating it from the bottom so he can get some vapors. Does that make sense? Sure, okay, so you are dipping the metal basin into the quarry and then you're taking it out. Yes. And then you're gonna heat it. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the general plan. Okay. As you take the metal basin and you put it in there to scoop the quarry and you pull it back out, you notice again these motes of water droplets that are floating through the air from the waterfall. And as you remove the quarry, you feel a magnetic pull. It gets jerked back into the pool Mm -hmm. as you're trying to pull it away. And I would like for you to make me either an athletics or a strength at minus two to not lose your footing and get pulled into the pool of Corey. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, I'll do strength minus two. That same humming goes back to the previous higher pitch and frequency as you try to pull it away. And it rises. Like, the more you try to pull it back, it's almost elastic. Okay. It's still liquid, but... Hot dog. Seven with the minus two and fatigue. Okay, seven is a success, which means you do not get pulled back into the pool and you're able to pull the basin away with you. Maybe a little bit of it sloshes out, but as you step away from the pool, the quarry in the basin you're holding continues to hum, but goes back to that lower sense. And the rest of the pool starts to hum at a much higher frequency. Oh, good! And then you see bubbles start to form in the middle of the pool and a form begins to slowly rise up out of it. Okay. And as you're watching, it's difficult to tell exactly what it is. Sort of gelatinous. And you see it rise up and it's reflecting and refracting the light. It's opaque. You can see through it. It is the same lilac color as the pool of water, but within it are sort of darker, deeper blue and purple spots. And this thing begins to rise up out of the water. It is vibrating. It is making the rest of the pool vibrate as well. 
like when you take a glass of water and put it next to a stereo system, you know, with every bump and every pulse, the surface of the quarry is beginning to dance and trickle that way mm -hmm. and start to pop up in these geometric shapes. And you feel that same gravitational tug, not at the same strength as when you were pulling the quarry out, but this thing rises up at the same time within it and coming up out of the water you see a lot of these relatively small insect looking creatures <laughs> that come up from the bubbles and begin to spread out on the surface of the water like water striders oh no you sense the displeasure of whatever this being is and Zidal behind you even through his foggy haze says uh, it doesn't seem good Well, hello, Pickle. Hello. We have something coming to the Patreon feed this week. Tell me about it. Well, it's nothing that we put up before. It's not Absolute Zero. It's not Silica Valley. It's not even some outtakes or some goof-em-ups. It's a session of Rippers we recorded with Caleb Sunstead over a year and a half ago. Long time ago. Long, long time ago. It's been on the back burner for a while. Not sure exactly what direction we're going in with it yet, but... We just finished a three-year-long Rippers campaign that I've been running in real life that is not something for showing the public. A lot of my brain space has freed up, and that might be something that we continue working on. So, not sure yet, but we at least have a three-episode arc of this session we played a long time ago. I had fun. I think it was real neat. I haven't listened to the edited version yet. I remember having fun back when we did it, and I hope it holds up. I'm making all the music for it, so I hope that's good, too. And I have heard that, and it is good. Yes. So, look forward to that. The music in this episode was provided by Crockett and Wave Shaper. You can find Crockett online on Twitter, at Crockett80s, and Crockett.Bandcamp.com. And Wave Shaper you can find at WaveShaper underscore SWE on Twitter and WaveShaper1, the number one, dot bandcamp.com. Did you know that Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group? You can find them and their products online at peginc.com. Genghis Khan's still coming up. We're not going to be at Genghis Khan, but some of the crow boys will be. Look for them. At least one of them will be wearing cowboy boots. Cameron? I guarantee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and shorts. Uh, in, in this time of year, probably not George. He's brave enough to. He is brave enough, but he's also sensible. You can find us at rpgforyouandme.com and on our patron-exclusive Discord server. You can find us at patreon.com slash rpgforyouandme. And a special thank you, as always, to our patrons, but some patrons in particular. Did you mean Michael Chase and Valentine? A absolutely, yes. Mm -hmm. Of course. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Other patrons, I'd like to thank. Suki Sue, wants, Sue might like to thank you, too. Suki wants to thank you, too, it sounds like. Sue, do you want to thank them? It sounds like a yes. Suki thanks you as well. Suki thanks. Caleb Sunstead. Jackie Tapsack. And Ben Hatton. <laughs> I know, Sue. Great. Is she down there? No. She's right here somewhere. Hey, you want to come hey, say thank you? Come here. Come here. That's fine, too. Thank y'all. It's incredibly flattering that you want to support us in our work. Thank you for being here. Thank you. We endeavor to continue releasing good, good content that you'll enjoy. And last thank you for this week, from Sue as well. Thanks, Jackie Betts, our social media manager. Thanks, Jackie. 
yeah, that's it. I don't think we don't have a bonus scene. We don't got outtakes, but we do have another episode coming to you next Wednesday. Hooray. And Rippers. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.